Well, Terry Corker is with us live via telephone. Those of you who are longtime listeners of JM and the AM know that uh, Terry and I met many, many years ago <laughs> under the circumstances that Terry deals with on a daily basis, <laughs> which may not be too surprising to those who know me and know how I drive. And now Terry and her firm uh, at Ticket Defenders are celebrating 30 years helping people fight their traffic violations. And today she happens not to be in court. It's a legal holiday in many places. So she has a few minutes to join us and to uh, and to um, update us on some of the things that are going on in New York City. Now, I know we have a global audience now, so be patient for a moment because uh, uh, obviously with so much of our audience uh, here in the uh, New York area, uh, there is uh, plenty that we could offer in terms of advice and in terms of um, suggestions uh, when one is driving around New York. Terry Calker, Ticket Defenders, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nassim. Good morning. And just to address your last point, um, I have many Israeli clients uh, that come and just for visiting as well as from other states that I represent as well. So hey, 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 hey can, can we address that for a second? Because I wonder how much confusion there is. I know how much confusion there is in my family about this. If someone does have an out-of-state license, and I'm not talking about New York and New Jersey where I assume there's some type of cooperation, but if someone, I don't know, lives in Oregon and they're driving in New York and get a moving violation, do they need to deal with it or can they ignore it? So in theory, there is some type of reciprocity. I usually deal with it and answer them on a case-by-case basis. I try to be obviously as honest as possible. If they're a one-timer coming through and it's a payable ticket, uh, I'll get back to that in a minute, then I would tell them to pay it. If they're going to be coming and driving often in New York and they, get, they accumulate a record, once they receive a ticket in New York, New York creates for them an ID number as if they had a license in New York. And that ID number goes by their name and date of birth. So anytime they're stopped after that, that same record is brought up and they can accumulate points. And now that New York has subscribed to New Jersey uh driver assessment fee kind of idea where if you get six or more points, you have to pay every year $100 a year for three years, then it pays to fight it. Interesting. And that would go, um, well, I I shouldn't say it would. I have to ask you, would it go uh, or would it apply to somebody who is from a foreign country? You mentioned Israel a moment ago, and you're right. There are people listening in Israel right now for whom this is very helpful. Someone comes from Israel or anywhere and receives a moving violation. How should they deal with it? So, again, I, I would reach out to a local attorney, someone, or, or even look online. DMV has, uh, has at least updated their website somewhat. They have some helpful information on there. Um, there are some tickets that you cannot even mail in now. They're called required appearances. Uh, it used to be only like high speeds or if the ticket was going to suspend your license, but they now made um, a ticket that's called Fail to Yield to Pedestrian, which is an all-time favorite now, surpassing <laughs> cell phone tickets of police officers, that you cannot mail in payment. It's called Required Appearance. You have to either make an appearance, which you cannot do since they're shut down still. Um, uh, I'll also get to that later. Right. Or you can call in and speak with a judge and, and plead guilty online uh, that way. Unbelievable. Um, but you can't just, they won't accept your payment because it's called required appearance, because they have to ascertain there was no harm to any pedestrian. Now, just so I have this straight, this is uh, the way you just described it. It goes through through cycles in terms of which tickets are are being given on a regular basis, meaning meaning that, that 
it sounds based on the way you're putting it that at one time the cell phone ticket utilizing a phone you know having it up to your ear etc was you know being concentrated on and being uh, and and um, that was very that was dominant let's put it that way by the New York City police force and now you're saying that the pedestrian tickets meaning that if you're not yielding properly to pedestrians that seems to be a very hot topic these days Definitely. I, I would say it's probably equal. And of course, you know, you always have the speeds, but speeds right. are ridden only by select officers, either in highway patrol or trained by tri- highway patrol. So the main other ticket writers are focusing on um, on cell phone tickets, uh, electronic device tickets, which is not on talking on the cell phone, but merely having in your hand. I was just uh, defense. I was just checking my GPS. I was just checking my texts. I was just had it in my hand. All of that is a violation. Wow. Terry Calker is with us, celebrating 30 years of helping people fight their traffic violations. Website is TicketDefendersNY.com. TicketDefendersNY.com. You can also reach her office if you are in need, like we've been and we've reached out there many, many times. 718-793-1900. And, of course, if you're not in the New York area, you can still utilize her services. She'll guide you the right way. 718-793. 1900 and speaking of not being in the new york area now that it's uh, june 20th now that we are so close to so many people traveling uh, upstate and to canada and to different parts of the country obviously a big driving season is about to commence uh, we should mention that uh, uh, that uh, there are people who are going to probably be getting violations in small towns and in different areas of uh, new york state and other areas uh, these are all uh, good, it's a good idea for them to contact you and just run the situation by you, uh, even if it's outside of New York City, right, Terry? Yes, we do all of New York State, and um, New York State outside of New York City is run a different way. There's, there is plea bargaining, which has not come to the five boroughs yet, so we, we can definitely get good deals uh, all the way up to the Canadian border. One can negotiate when you're dealing with New York State outside of New York City. One feels they have a little bit of leeway. One feels they have a little, little bit of breathing room. It's down here in the five boroughs where it feels that there's often no choice, right? Exactly. Oh, yes, boy. they have not uh, instituted plea bargaining yet. Uh, there was talk of it, but... I don't see it coming anytime soon. Many drivers, especially many people listening now, uh, would would prefer to just pay a ticket and avoid point accumulation. And I think that used to be the case in the past. Now, is it very difficult to do that? Um, You you mean in New York City or outside? In New York City itself. Well, you never had the opportunity to pay it and avoid points unless it was a no point violation. That's what no plea bargaining is. Um, Yeah. But the chances of winning in in some cases have changed. Um, A lot of the old judges have retired and they've replaced them with new and very inexperienced uh, ALJs, which administrative law judges with very little training. Many, many times in, in the last couple of weeks, I've had to tell them to take out the vehicle and traffic law and let them read it in front of me to show them I was correct. They had no idea. There are sections of law they're not even familiar with. One of them is called passing on the right. I had an issue with two separate judges this week, last week, but uh, uh, just to case people don't know this, technically in in New York, you're not allowed to pass on the right, but you will say, but we can't pass on the left if there's a double yellow line. 
That is correct. So how would you go around a slow-moving vehicle in a specific lane? So the section is a separate section that says you can use an unutilized parking lane, which makes sense. If it's unutilized, it's now moving lane of traffic. The judges did not know that. Unbelievable. You should be doing their job, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It would be a pay cut. (laughs) (laughs) That I believe. Terry Calker is with us. All right, what can you tell us about COVID? Because you alluded earlier to the fact that there are so many places, so many, uh, I I guess, hearing locations that are simply not open at this point or not open to in-person appearances. How has that affected all of this? So they they reopen to in-person, but only uh, if you have a a scheduled appointment. In other words, if you have a court date for a specific time, you have to wait outside and log in with security guards, and then they bring you in one by one, essentially, when it's time for your hearing. Um, If you have missed a court date, which people do, especially since they've been rescheduling cases since 2020, and you lose track of the date, Now you're in a pinch because you need to see a judge, but you can't just walk in and see a judge. They give you a phone number to call, and you can wait online forever in order to try and reschedule this case. And and by the way, just that leads me into my next topic is that being very stingy with new dates. There are people that have done one violation in their life, and they know reschedule, reschedule, reschedule. That's all that they tell me. But those days are over. You can't just keep rescheduling them, whereas DMV has has now opened up additional opportunities for them to reschedule the case by adding different fields. So it's okay for them to reschedule the case. I have cases going back till 2015 that I never rescheduled myself, all all by them. But the motorist is not allowed to reschedule now. One time, and after that, you have to have a, a valid reason to reschedule. How do people navigate any of this without someone like you? It's uh, very difficult. Um, people are, I see people that are, are getting in trouble, getting suspended. Well, suspensions, that's one thing where they, they've lessened up a little bit as far as uh, uh, when one person gets suspended. But people have been pleading guilty, unfortunately. Um, I've, I've even had to advise some people recently, if it's a ticket, let's say, from 2018, and they've already rescheduled it once or twice, you know, I'm not going to take their money if I know I can't reschedule it because um, even the, the lawyers have to go pretty much send an email to a judge in order to get a, a court date, and I know what the judges are going to give me and what they're not going to give me. Wow. We used to be able to, to uh, walk into a room, and the, the room that the judge was in is the one who'd give the date, and each judge would take a turn. So, of course, naturally we'd wait for a judge that was a little more lenient. But that option is uh, shut down currently. Terry Calker, Terry, hopefully, Terry Calker is with us, helping people fight their traffic violations. Plenty of expertise in New York State. Take advantage, but plenty of expertise really anywhere. So, if you have any situation to discuss, uh, Terry and her staff are the people to discuss it with. Uh, TicketDefendersNY.com. TicketDefendersNY. Dot com or 718-793-1900, 718-793-1900. All right, Terry, what can you tell us about everyone's favorite topic? And that, of course, is the uh, camera violations, which seem to have uh, no defense, uh, no plan of action other than paying the ticket. Uh, and I'm assuming that there are just more and more cameras and more and more of these violations constantly. Absolutely. I can tell you in the neighborhood where I am when I'm in New York, which is Kew Garden Hills, there isn't a week that goes by that they don't add another one. Um, 
Uh, there, nothing we could do about it, every, huh? Um, in theory, no. Luckily, as there's no points. Um, I actually spoke to a police officer who himself racked up many of these, and he <laughs> claims, I didn't verify it yet, he claims he appealed them, and he was able to win them on uh, a technicality about non-calibration, but I haven't found them to be... Um, very helpful in that. Yeah, Maybe he had an inside track. And some people like him are really accumulating them because what we don't realize, or some drivers don't realize, is that the um, the demarcation, the point where you actually get a ticket, is not is not that fast, right? It's not you don't you don't have to speed eleven at eleven miles over, which is crazy. If, if you're in a yeah. twenty five mile an hour zone, once you hit thirty six, which is not, I mean, again, depends on the situation, but it doesn't seem to the average driver to be too fast. Uh, once you hit thirty six, that's it. You're going to be hit with a ticket. Now, again, as you said, no no points and not that expensive, but right. still a pain in the neck. They are discussing keeping track, however, and if a car, a specific car, accumulates too many of them, they would uh, take some action against the registration. Holy cow. And that's another so moneymaker, so, so they're going to be inclined to do yep. that. Why not? What's a, what's a suspended license now? How many points in New York for a license to be suspended? Uh Technically, eleven at eleven points. There are some judges that give you leeway. Of course, that you can avail yourself of what's called a defensive driving course, which is can be done online. Right. You listen to a lecture, and it, that reduces four points. So, I, I would actually suggest uh, taking it regularly. But certainly, once you receive any traffic violation, because it goes retroactively back. So if you already have the traffic violation, you don't have to wait until the court date to take the course, take it before. Wow. TicketDefendersNY.com, TicketDefendersNY.com, or 718-793-1900, 718-793-1900. If you get a ticket of any type, it is worth uh, speaking to Terry and her staff before you actually decide what action to take. Uh, they'll end up uh, likely saving you a lot of money and a lot of aggravation, but again, depends on the specific situation. There's some cases where, where they have a, a, an extremely uh, a, an extreme ability to uh, to help out and to reduce things, and other times where it's not as much, but it's still worthwhile to speak with them. Uh, Terry, anything else you'd like to add? I think that's it. Um just be careful out there. There are a lot of uh, police officers. Um, one other thing that may not sure. affect somebody with new tickets is the, the rate of retirement now. Because the morale is, is lower with right. the police departments, they used to stay around 25, 30 years. Many are now leaving after the 20 years. So if it's somebody, if you have had a, had a ticket out there for a while and he looked old when he gave it to you, <laughs> by old I mean 40. <laughs> right. So if you had an officer over the age of 40, there's a chance yeah. that that officer will not be on the force once that ticket is uh, judged in court. It's- it's a possibility. Yes. <laughs> That's actually great. Uh, TicketDefendersNY.com, TicketDefendersNY.com, 718-793-1900, 718-793-1900. If you're anywhere on this globe and you're visiting in the New York area, New York State, etc., a lot of people up in New York State in the upstate area this summer, uh, make sure to speak to Terry and her staff before taking any action. Uh, they will, again, save you money and likely save you a lot of aggravation as well. TicketDefendersNY.com, 718 Three, nineteen hundred. Terry Calker, I thank you very, very much for joining us this morning. 
My pleasure and happy Juneteenth. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. Yes, for anyone who has a day off, it certainly is a uh, happy day for them. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM and the AM.